Well, I guess we can go ahead and get started on what comes next. So this is episode 149, and it's going to be a really special episode because this is a, a big announcement for us. We're turning into a sea shanty only podcast. So I'm really excited about this. It's going to be Rona Geek official Sea Shanty podcast. I love and, Sea Shanties. And, uh, I literally just finished Black Sails this morning. <laughs> I was homesick. So I was like, all right, what am I going to do? I'm like, you know whoa, what? Whoa. I'm in the last thing of thing I'm going to watch uh, Black Sails. Oh, my God. So I laid in bed with my laptop and watched Black Sails. Okay, good, good, good. That's, that's a good, good place series. to start then. So yeah. then, then we can start with our first Sea Shanty of the evening. So I was out sailing in the Caribbean, and uh, that's all I got. Oh so my god! I was just going off of uh, you know what, Rob black could, sails. Rob could actually complain because I've been doing a thing in our Pathfinder campaign yeah. where our recap, my character does the recap every session. Oh nice! So I tell what happened last session, and I've been doing it in poems and poetry. Oh, that's cool. So yeah, no, it's a new kind of poetry. It's called cringe poetry. Is it? Yeah, it's a cringe slam. It's yeah. a cringe poetry <laughs> slam. That's awesome. Man. So. In no, order, it's, it's actually pretty entertaining. I do it in different ways, and I'm just learning different poetry styles. Just, yeah. It's a fun education for myself. And yeah, for I one time, I did a sea shanty version. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. all hated me because I, I I did it in song to be. Yes. That's amazing. That's <laughs> yes. amazing. So well, I fully it. support that. I fully support that lifestyle. And uh, and I hope it worked out for you long term. So no, it did not. Okay. I, my friends have all left me. I'm alone now. <laughs> yes. He's yeah. Alone we, in the world. we all learned something. He learned that he should never do sea shanties. We learned that we don't want a friend who sings sea shanties. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody learns something, though, so that's a win, I feel like. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, actually, this is going to be, at least partially, uh, a spooky episode for Halloween, and uh, we'll get it pumped out a couple days beforehand as well, so you can enjoy it during the spooky season. So, we have a creepypasta to read tonight, Ooh. and I'm very excited for this one. I found you it on Reddit. You love your spooky creepypasta. I do. Well, I, I don't read all of them, because I think some are pretty stupid, but this one, this one, you know, for being, like, fake things that are written on the interwebs, this was actually really well written. Is it fake? Well, we're about to find out. Ooh. We can speculate. We can speculate. So this is getting into an area where we don't often venture as a podcast into uh, what, 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 the, the, the dark, the twisted, the, the paranormal. The scary, the spooky cryptid. skeletons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, But this is not about a skeleton. This is about an entity completely different. Ooh. So, And I'm very excited. So this was on Reddit. This was uh, on our humanoid encounters. So it's, a, it's, a, it's one of the, I don't know, subreddits. Okay. Is that what it's called? A subreddit? Yeah, a subreddit. I follow it. You are clearly it, you sound like an old man right now. It's because it, I'm on why, 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 What's up with the preaching hand, by the way? I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm preaching, brother. <laughs> like your you hands up there, the and then it just like stopped. I did I did have going. an arm up in the air like that, like yeah. it was very efficient looking. It wasn't it wasn't waving though. That's like more like a jazz hand. But uh, anyway, so uh, jazz hands aside. So this was posted by user uh, Perpetual Connection. So Ooh. not not. At all, unlike what you know, an author's pseudonym would be on Reddit. So this is just a really well written, uh, really well written one. Anyway, so this one is uh, kind of a weak title to lead it off, but we'll get into it anyway. It's called "The Man I Saw Through My Night Vision Scope." Okay, he's keeping it real, right? So, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of break in between so we can debrief, right? Okay. But, but also, I'll go ahead and get started. So, as the story goes, and I'll read this from his perspective. Do you want me to read it with an accent or without an accent? I I, I fear your accents. I'm a hunter. I like to hunt wild boar specifically. This is how I imagine he sounds. Oh, boy. Yeah. Though I have been deer hunting and have known to get a turkey for Thanksgiving, I mostly hunt boar. For those of you that don't know, boar are a big problem in the United States. 
A sow can have two litters a year, and it is not uncommon for a litter to consist of ten or more pigs. Given that pigs eat anything and everything, it's not hard to see why the Department of Fish and Wildlife makes it legal to hunt them with almost no restrictions. In my state, it's illegal to hunt most large mammals at night with night or thermal vision scopes, with the exception of boar and coyote. I've been saving for a year, mostly fun money. It's hard to explain to your wife that a scope that cost literally twice as much as the rifle I was mounting it on was worth it. So, first of all, I think that tells us how awesome boars are at survival. So The I, fact that we're I'm hunting impressed. them, yeah. and yet they mammal. still are classified as like... You Humans know, are the same way. That's true. It's interesting. But we can't eat everything like a boar can. Oh, but I don't know about that. Tide pods. hey it didn't kill all of them so only some of them so so valid point move the fuck off i feel like a boar wouldn't eat a tide pod though which is kind of funny well i think i think it would smell a tide pod and be like no probably (laughs) i don't think a pig would eat a tide pod probably not anyway so but but, only humans can be that dumb we'll find out not in this story though (laughs) so anyway (laughs) continuing but i did it i took it to a range, and sighted it in. There was an area that was peppered with boar activity that I knew would be perfect for a night hunt. It was easily accessible with my truck, with easy-to-find spots that I could set up, and that overlooked a large, easy-to-navigate clearing. The night started uneventful, mostly me tinkering with my new toy, cycling through the settings. I was a little impatient. I'd spotted multiple deer, but they were out of season, and like I mentioned earlier, my current setup wasn't legal for deer. I moved to another spot I'd seen days earlier that probably wasn't much better than my first, but it gave me something to do and a new angle to look around with my new scope. So he's getting set up, he's enjoying it, right? So this is uh, it's about to be a nice little nice little outing for him. So, I don't know, would you be pumped? I, I, I don't hunt, so no. Yeah, but you, you, you imagine you got this big new scope, night vision scope, it's fucking cool, man. So going to play, I don't know. Like I'm a boobs or like uh, what? What are we talking about? <laughs> usually, people go hunting. They're not on their own either. They're usually with a crew. So in this case, he's just going to a clearing <laughs> bring, and setting up. Bringing my crew. <laughs> yeah. Going out. So um, so after uh, so after an hour or so of glass in the area, it dawned on me this spot doesn't have much animal activity at all. No rabbits or owls. The deer that I'd seen were hundreds of yards from where I was. How was this pocket of land so dead at night but lively in the day? I'd set up around 10 p.m. It was about 2 a.m. when I started to think about packing up, maybe setting up a target before I left and taking some practice shots. I heard the crunch come from the direction I came from before. I panned my scope over and saw the silhouette of a small bear pushing through the bushes. It's important to note that my scope isn't exactly, quote, night vision. It's a thermal scope, kind of like a black and white version of what you see in the Predator movie. Right? Interesting. Didn't I had no idea those existed. Okay, so Arnold Schwarzenegger was going through this forest. <laughs> now I have to change the voice. I adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. <laughs> so, so I adjusted my range and zoomed in a little. I remember jolting a little when I saw that it wasn't really a bear. It was a man. Because he was so low and hunched over, I thought I was looking at a young bear. Is that a game warden? It couldn't be. I would have seen the headlights coming up the road from where I was perched. And where could he have walked from? I was 30 miles away from anything and on public lands. I was about to call out when I adjusted my sights and noticed he was naked. No shoes, pants, or anything. I remember being disturbed by his movements, like a squirrel or something. Twitchy, grabbing at the foliage, sniffing around and palming the tree. Was that my tree? The one I'd been leaning against earlier? The thought terrified me. Could he smell me? Then he did something I still have nightmares about today. He squatted, 
placed his hands in the dirt between his feet, and stared straight up like a dog mid-howl. And I heard it, a voice coming from that direction, a very compelling female voice. Help! I'm lost! There was a long pause, but neither of us moved a muscle. The center of my sights was trained at the dirt in front of his feet. I couldn't bring myself to aim directly at another person. It went against everything I'd been taught about firearms. Were they lost? Was this some guy that had gone crazy out here? Why was his voice so feminine? Help, please, I can't walk! The voice called out. That's when I called bullshit. Not only could he walk, when I first saw him, he was traversing the land with ease for a naked person. So good I mistook him for a bear. It's getting weird. Alright, so he's clearly doing like a... Uh, and humans do this too. Uh, a um, what, what do we call it? An, an, attr- an attractive noise, like when we we make the sound of like uh, if if we want to hunt bear, we'll a make mating call. Uh, not a mating call. Yeah, we'll do a mating call, but sometimes we'll do this noise of a wounded deer to trick the bear mm. into thinking easy food, easy yeah. prey. So this creature, or whatever, yeah. is drawing in man. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. going to bring in man. Yeah, yeah. He's hunting man. Well, he uh, smells man, so it knows to use that voice. Yeah, but it knows it knows the voice of like a like a I don't know like L- a, lady in distress. Yeah, 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 like a lady See, that, in distress. That yeah. doesn't necessarily bother me. Is too scary because a if he's human, you, we can mimic sounds, right? You can mimic, especially we can mimic each other. Yeah. And not only that, but we've mimicked other animals with kazoos and like other weird noise sure. making things. Not only that, there are animals and birds that do that inherently. That what they do is they mimic other animals that their prey. Uh, hunt yeah so yeah. this is not a this is a very natural thing so I, I think it gets, it gets a little bit weirder it gets a little bit weirder here so i think i think you might agree so he's thinking that's a fucking trap this guy's trying to lure me to him with the damsel in distress routine hey, hey. luckily the lack of activity before had caused me to pack up most of my gear i think i may have left behind a hat and a sitting pad but i can give a shit in that moment i took my eyes off him for a moment to get my backpack on I buckled up my chest strap and scrambled for my rifle. To my horror, he was in the same position, but his face was staring in my direction, and I swear I saw a smile. The thermal scope has an effect that makes an animal's eyes appear white. How the hell had he heard me get up and put my gear on? He must have easily been 150 yards away. Fuck off! I screamed in that direction. He stood upright, and it hit me how tall and skinny he was, easily, six feet and very lean. He took a couple long strides in my direction, and I instinctively sent around, sailing above his head into the tree. He was freaky as hell, but hey, he hadn't really threatened me. What would I tell the cops? I was unwilling and unready to shoot someone. He stopped dead in his tracks and hunched down on all fours. The next one will fuck you up! Go away! He stayed in all fours, and all this time I had my sights trained on the center of him. His eyes were just above the grass like a large cat or something. I was trying to stop my trembling and knew that my voice had cracked a little on that last warning. I was terrified. That standoff probably only lasted a minute or two, maybe less, but it felt like forever. In an instant, he bolted left toward the tree line opposite the road. So much for not being able to walk. I could barely keep him in my scope. He was moving so fast. He disappeared into the brush and I sent another bullet sailing high in his direction. I racked another round and tried to pocket that mag and swap for a fresh one, but I dropped it and didn't bother looking for it. I wasn't far from my truck, and I wanted to get out of there. I could hear him in the distance, yelling in this weird sound that could have been a laugh or a cry. I scrambled up the trail and arrived at my truck breathless. I tossed my gear into the cab and kept the rifle in the passenger seat and sped off. For the longest time, I told that story from the perspective of having spotted some deranged crackhead living off the land like some some kind of caveman. I reported it to Fish and Game, but all they did was scold me for hunting at night alone. Never received an update. 
It wasn't until I told this story at a camping trip that my nephew told me about Wendigos, rakes, and skinwalkers. My story scared the piss out of him. Because the spot we were camping was technically the same forest, I'd seen the bastard just 50 miles east of it. He was so spooked, his mom, my cousin, had to take him home. She was really pissed. I've gone down the rabbit hole on these scary stories. I'm not saying that what I definitely saw was a Wendigo or a skinwalker. All I'm saying that if such a thing exists, I may have dodged quite the bullet that night. Or maybe it was just a tweaker being Donnie Thornberry in the middle of the night. Either way, thought I'd share. So, wasn't a Wendigo. How do you know? Because a Wendigo has um, antlers. Um, not in all, not all lores. No. In the original lore, they do. Um. Well, I look up, look up. I don't think that's actually true. So I think they are typically are more animalian Wendigos. So they typically look like a cross between, see, yeah. So the see, skull of look, the skull of a deer left. or elk. There, see. Well, that that looks more like a rake. Nope, that's a Wendigo. That oh, looks I like guess a rake. that is. Nope. Warriors of myth. Let's see where these come from. That didn't help. Warriors of myth. Mythological being, Wendigo, appearance. Let's go to So let, let's read the origin. Uh, an appearance of Wendigo is widely varied. For example, Ojibwe teacher and scholar from Ontario. This is the one we mostly based on. Are gaunt to the point of em- uh, emaciation. It's so Wendigos des- are from this area? Yeah, yeah. They're, yeah. they're um, uh, yeah. So go back to the last screen because they had a nice little, it had a nice little. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to describe the description they have here. Okay. The Wendy was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Its desiccated skin pulled tautly over its bone with its bones pushing out against its skin. Its complexion with ash gray of death and its eyes pushed back deeper into its sockets. The Wendy looked like a gaunt skeleton, skeleton recently disentered from the grave that what lips it had were tattered and bloody, unclean, suffering from superation of the flesh. The Wendy gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay and decomposition and corruption. No, it's great. It doesn't necessarily define... Um... Oh, 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 right there, origins. So just, just so everybody knows, the Wendigo is a creature with origins in Native American myth and legend, specifically among the Algonquin people and uh, other Algonquin... All of them speak a version of Algonquin. Yeah. So it's a malevolent spirit associated with gluttony, cannibalism, and similar unpleasant... What does it say just below? Similar unpleasant conditions. Okay. So the way they originally came into being, and they are famous for... Oddly enough, no one in this area knows of them, but they kind of originate in yeah. the native tribes of Ontario. Yeah, Ojibwe was this area. So Ojibwe that's, yeah, was I, this I, I live right off of Ojibwe Parkway. Yeah, you <laughs> Down do, in yeah. South Windsor. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you and so what happens is during the winter times around here, mm. food can become scarce. Yeah. So, you know, way back then, you would assume that if someone was willing and their morals were a little more corrupt, they would be willing to eat another person mm. to survive the winter. Gotcha. Well, the Wendigo was brought out as a wives' tale to discourage people from doing oh, such a thing. Oh, interesting. How, why exactly it came out? People assume that because it tells the tale a Wendigo is someone who committed cannibalism yeah, over yeah. the winter. Gotcha. Okay. Okay, so you could become the Wendigo. You would if you ate enough humans. By eating delicious, uh, yeah. available, dead human flesh. Uh, Wendigo <laughs> isn't one thing either. It's a it's a classification. Okay. But okay. Always so there can f- be more than one. Yes, but they, they generally... A Wendigo, the origins, is always someone... Who ate enough humans that they stopped being yeah. human? Yeah. Now he didn't say which the state connection he, of practice of cannibalism says right there. Exactly, yeah. he didn't say which state he was actually in, which makes it a more difficult story to believe. Obviously, so I wanted to maybe say the state that this took place in. Uh, but uh, I, I would say though, check. Um, but Wendigos, as you can tell from the most of the pictures we have here, mostly are kind of skull-headed. That cool. That's a creepy one. Yeah, they yeah, they always man. seem to have. Um, for the most part, they have. Uh, um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Antlers. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. A, a lot of it was popularized off of uh, Warcraft, and um, I think it was uh, World of Darkness, or was it Call of Cthulhu? I'm not sure why, Check but up. they seems to be a very common theme. Look yes. up. Uh, I, I look think up, it. I look, think it's Lovecraft that gives you. Look the up Skinwalker. Let's take a look at Skinwalker. So if the story took place maybe out west somewhere, so. West of the Mis- West of the Mississippi, so Skinwalker is definitely uh, an interesting creature, and these come from Navajo legend, and they were basically came about because uh, the Paiute tribes used to uh, enslave and otherwise hurt the Navajo peoples, right? So they would place a curse on them, thus forcing some of some of those Paiutes to become Skinwalkers in oh. death, right? And Skinwalker is like one of the most horrifically forbidden things in uh, Native American lore. So, to according to the Navajo, even just witnessing. Uh, a skinwalker, like with your own eyes, yeah. would guarantee your swift and horrific death. Oh. So not even at the hands of the skinwalker. It's like a cursed... It's like a final destination kind Exactly. Of it's like a deeply cursed creature, right? So, and, and then the lore would be... I've heard it a couple different ways. And one, uh, human beings can turn into an animalian-like creature, and it doesn't necessarily just have to be one creature. You could look like a bear. You could look like a wolf. You could look like some combination of them. You could yep. look like... So it's not quite were, like a were creature. Exactly. Yeah, it's not quite a were creature because you're not going full into that, right? But you're becoming some monstrosity version of that mixed with human features, right? Interesting. So uh, this has been in popular culture recently because, in fact, they're finally doing a show about it on History Channel called Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. But uh, Skinwalker oh, Ranch that's was... that's what that's about. Yeah, it's, it's Skinwalker Ranch is extremely popular in crypto circles right now so because of all this crazy shit that's happened there over the years and there's some arguably weird stuff in the show nothing smoking gun yet in terms of you know proof they've captured but they never will be they usually don't on these history channel shows but it's still fun to watch anyway but uh some of the stories that have come off skinwalker ranch over the years are absolutely horrific so, and then uh, they come from so many different sources too. It's the people who work there. It's the people who live there. It's the owners of the place. It's passersby who came to visit yeah. to try and experience the spiritual energy there. Um, there was one who came uh, back in the 90s. It was a guy, he was some sort of vagrant, but he wanted to go and he wanted to meditate on the land, right? So they, you know, the ranch hand said, okay, well, you're welcome to do whatever you want on the land as long as you don't hurt the cattle, right? So they let this guy in. He goes and he starts meditating in this field. <laughs> so they're watching him and as they're watching him, and, and this is something that happens often on Skinwalker Ranch, allegedly, a portal opens nearby. And not often they see something come in or out of the portal, but portals tend to open and close kind of randomly on the property. Okay. So they said a portal opens and out of it comes this hulking monstrous creature that's like some sort of cross between like like a wolf and a bear and like a bunch of other things with like huge teeth no eyes Did they ever they describe see. the portal i'm interested to hear what the portal oh, they, there's descriptions of it yeah they're usually bright points of light that open up and close okay yeah yeah so this creature comes out of it and it's charging charging directly at this man and the man turns to notice it because it's making the sound as well right and then so he's looking at it it's running at him they're watching it from a distance thinking like what the fuck is about to happen to this guy and the second it's upon him it just disappears it's just gone and they've seen similar hulking creatures pop out of portals from a distance and just go like running off in some random direction as well so what's crazy about those creatures though is that they don't tend to leave any kind of physical footprints or anything around that can be tracked right so then, of course they don't so then it becomes a question of well are they like ethereal or are they from like the spirit realm or what are they right like the ethereal they wouldn't be running yeah but now other things that have happened on the ranch have left behind like impressions footprints things like that and this is also the ranch where all of the cattle mutilations happen interesting so yeah some of the cattle uh, mutilations include like uh i don't know 
the craziest one I heard. So they're always cutting out like the sex organs from the cows. Sure. So they took like uh, they took a the, the female cow, whatever. Anyway, they drew, they it almost looked like they used like a large circular drill to drill like a cord portion from the anus of the animal and completely cord out the inside of the animal. That's so it was rough. like a perfectly round cut just coring out the middle of the back of this animal. Nice. Which sounds crazy. And this is, you know, typically eyes are missing and so tongues are chewed off. That one's particularly interesting because you have to think there's like a demon or a monster or a mythical creature. Yeah. That's like, I got a cow here. I want its fucking butt. I'm going to eat its ass. <laughs> eat its ass. <laughs> and I don't want anything else. I want its ass and its intestines. I'm going to jump dimensions. Go to the earth realm, and I'm going to eat the ass out of this cow. That's yeah. what's going to happen here. Like that's He got home, yeah, yeah. and he's like, Mom, guess what I've got? Oh, my God, honey, you brought a cow ass. Yeah. Good for you. I'm so impressed. It's like Thanksgiving for them or something. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Anyway, so I'm going way off here. But anyway, Skinwalker is definitely in popular culture right now. Massive, and there's just a ton of content out there. Books and articles online, and now this... You know, Secret of Skinwalker Ranch show, like, definitely check it out if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I think if you're interested in weird shit like that, I have to plug something that I watched the full series of. And I binged it because I couldn't stop. Midnight Mass. And I learned a lot about the director, Michael Flanagan. This Interesting. What's Midnight Mass? So Midnight Mass starts off with, you're following, uh, it begins with a gentleman who was drunk driving mm-hmm. and strikes and kills a pedestrian. Like he goes into oncoming traffic okay. and he kills the other person. And because of that, he goes to jail. And then he ends up because of that, he basically can no longer live the life he's been living. And he is forced to go back to live with his parents mm. on this Island. Okay. And it's a Fisher's Island, except they're poor. And they're, they're a Fisher Island. They're an Island, not, not close, like they have to take a ferry to get to where they are and they cannot oh. see land from where they are. Oh, wow. And, but the problem is the island's been slowly sort of dying and people have been leaving because the oil spill has caused their fishery oh, to go shit. really downhill. Yeah. And so everything is decrepit and decaying and there are very few people left over on the island. It's, it's a slowly dying island. Mm. And you spend the entire series learning about these people, how they interact with each other. And then basically they sprinkle on some supernatural in there, some dark, evil supernatural. Yeah. And the dynamics change and you learn how these characters interact and it becomes a full on solve the problem. There's a dark, you, they have a full on like Stranger Things, basically a monster movie and really? you've got to figure out what to do and there are people being that sounds cool. cursed and there's miracles happening. Midnight Mass? Midnight Mass. No, that sounds like an occult thing. Is there occult stuff in it? Oh, definitely. Oh, okay. That's uh, it's <laughs> very religiously themed. I like okay. the guy who plays the priest. I've only watched the first episode. Who's, oh. you, who plays the priest? I can't remember the guy's name. He Somebody knows Notable? Nope. I've never seen him in anything. So else. who's Michael Flanagan? You said the director. He's the director. Yeah, yeah. So he's known for directing Doctor Sleep, which is the sequel okay. to Just watched that recently. Yeah, I didn't I wasn't too fond of it. It was okay. It was alright. Right. Yeah. He's done a lot of stuff on Netflix. He is basically the new age um he's the director of horror. Hmm. He he has thrilled down to a science. Okay. And he has done the Haunting of Hill House. That was decent. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched that. That was good. That, that was a Netflix show. Yep, exactly. Yeah, it was good. He did the, there was, of Briar Before House. you move on to that one, The Haunting of uh, Hill House, like, yeah. uh, that, there was an episode in that that was fucking brilliant. It was filmed as a single shot. It wasn't obviously a single shot, mm-hmm. but it was a, a really fucking brilliant episode. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the middle of watching that right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, you, you'll get to, I think it was episode six, but yeah, you'll get to it. It was six. really, really smart. Like, I was very impressed by that. It's a very so, good show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I agree. Honestly, so far, sorry. Midnight Mass is better. Oh, sorry. Oh, I'm trying to remember Hill House. Is that worth the little girl no although there is a kid in it there is there is a kid ghost in it yeah, so no, yeah i've yeah. watched i've watched all of the ones that have hit um netflix so when i with the exception of midnight um i gotta find his media michael flanagan uh abstentia Oculus hush oculus yeah yeah, oculus, yeah, yeah. i remember hush, that yeah. before i wake he did the ouija movie i don't know if that was origin of i saw that yeah. gerald's game and dr sleep okay but uh he did the haunting of hill house the Haunting of Bly Manor, which I haven't seen That's yet. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, see, I haven't seen that one. It's good. See, that's I the liked thing. Bly Manor. I did not care for Hill House. Oh, fair enough. I, I have not finished Hill House. I don't, I don't hate Hill House. I just, it, it was not. Ooh, click on Midnight Mass. was not the same. Midnight that, Mass. That's is, the priest there on the top. That's right. the priest right there. Uh, I'll see if I can find There's him. been in other stuff. I just don't remember what the fuck. Uh, not Riley. Uh, Bev. A lot of the same ca- actors, by the way, who played in um, Haunting of the Hill House are in Midnight Mass. Oh, cool. A lot okay. of them. Okay, cool. That's awesome. A yeah, because I'm looking at the names. I don't recognize any of them, but that's that's good to know they came from there. I think he there. might have been in Bly. He might have been. Why can I not find this list? Riley, and Bev, has Warren, Sher- Sharif, Lisa, Dr. Mildred, Ali Hassan, Sturge, Wade, Dolly, Ochre. No, they're recurring. Oh, Carla Cugino's in it? As a judge, she was from like uh, Sin City. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, back in the day. Anyway, yeah this this looks good, man. I want to watch this, so I'm definitely looking for something horror to watch this week. So I'm definitely going to consume this because I liked uh, I really liked Haunting a Hill House. So yeah, that's pretty exciting. Is is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, that's it great. Is probably one of the best thriller series I have ever seen. That's cool. It has a beginning, middle, and they do answer all the questions. Okay, so sweet. I never left going what? Yeah, yeah. I honestly. It was, had such an impact on my emotions mm-hmm. that I went to work one day. Like the I watched, I watched the final episode at like six in the morning. Yeah, and I went to work that day in just like sadness. Yeah, like I went to work feeling emotionally distraught. Which wow, weird. no kidding. Yeah, dang, dude, fucked you up, man. It fucked me up. <laughs> I love that. I'll let you know if it fucks me up too. Oh my god, yeah. cool. Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's kind of a fun time to. Play around with some of that and be a little bit, a little bit freaked out, a little bit scared, a little spooky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the only trouble is, is like with a lot of horror stuff, uh, suspense stuff as well. Like some of it, if like there's too many main characters dying, I kind of like lose buy-in. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, it just it just gets goofy. You know what I mean? So we'll see what happens with this. one. I can tell you that every main character. No, I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> no, I'm just right, right on the cusp. You're right, right, on right, the, right on the right on the right cusp. there. Cool. So did we want to do a quick uh, playing or watching? Playing and or watching? Well, you know what I've been just watching. I've been watching Midnight Mass. Okay, cool. That is my cool. pal. So that's, your, that's, your, that's your pal? Uh, I did Dread, Met- Metroid Dread. That's right. Uh, I completed it. Um, I cannot do How 100%. long did it take? Uh, about eight, seven hours. Eight oh, hours. okay. It's not okay. a very long game. Interesting. But I'm also very like keen at Metroidvanias, so they don't take me as long. Okay. Um, I don't sp- find my time, you know, exploring all that much. Mm. I think it's lost a bit of its exploration. Yeah. It's not as explory as, uh, as you know, say, for example, Super Metroid. Okay. Um, and 
The other thing I have against it is there's these abilities. I cannot 100% think it kills me. Hmm. There's these um, unlocks that you can get by doing what's known as uh, spark sparking or something. I, I forget the name of it off the top of my head. It's like a super dash. Okay. Thing. I'm you in order to get these unlocks, you have to perfectly do these super dashes, which is like you have to jump in just the right way at just the right speed, activate the ability in just the right way at just the right time. And if you can do it, it's a huge relief. But I can't. I'm not that good. I can do Hollow Knight, which is all about getting exactly... And you'll find out later, Rob, when you fight the tougher bosses. It's about getting precise controls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even yeah. I can't beat these precise that, controls. That was the one thing I was actually going to say. I didn't mention the one thing about Hollow Knight that I found that was really cool, aside from fighting aggressively, is that metering your jump yes. is massive in that game. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. Because like it can be the difference between you getting in an attack or getting hit. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you controlling your jump and everything about how your character moves. That, that That's what the game's known for, is no, controlling every little aspect at yeah. all times. Um, but I felt like um, I can't do it. I cannot 100% because I cannot beat those abilities. Hmm. And I just kind of gave up. Hmm. I went, ah, fuck this. I'm not going to spend my life. Sounds like that's where the bulk of the gameplay would have come from, though. No, not at all. No? No, no. It's like probably the last 7%. It's too short. It's too short for a game this day and age. Here's the here's the worst part. Yes, it is very short. It's also 90 bucks. Jesus H. Christ. Canadian. My Canadian God. Wait, it's not worth the amount of dollars. <laughs> did you, sorry, did you say Canadian rubles? Yeah, Canadian rubles. Canadian rubles. It's uh, it's like seven American dollars. Yeah, it's yeah. not worth the amount. Of, <laughs> it's not worth the amount that amount of money. I'm sorry. So that's uh, that's wild. Wow. Good game. Not worth ninety bucks. It's been a year of that for Nintendo. The Skyward Sword re-release and stuff like that. They were popping that for ninety bucks. I didn't end up going in on it. Like I they just, know they put people will buy. It's it. crazy, man. I bought Dread. I don't know, man. I don't know. Maybe I'll just stick with the mobile games. <laughs> <laughs> or play the games I've already purchased. Cool. So what have you been up to, Rob? Uh, watching Ted Lasso, like I mentioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which I don't want to talk about too much because uh, I really want to talk. The about premise it though here. is cool. Yeah. So talk about the premise. Yeah. yeah the premise is um, a American football coach is picked up and brought uh, to England to teach a uh, European football team. Oh, I get the shtick there. Yes. But it's not like it's like a confusion thing. No, he is hired for a very specific reason. Okay, so he didn't... There wasn't a, a miscommunication in that arc. He knew football... American football is not he, European football. Yes, and he had a reason to to do it. Okay. The, where, there where, was, does, where does he go in Europe? Um... Uh, England, like... Oh, in, okay. In England, yeah. He, okay. He's he's in charge of a, um, like a soccer, like, house. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Like an FC. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, played by Jason Sudeikis too. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and he wrote and directed. Oh, I like him. It's so good. You yeah. have no idea. He's pretty funny. You have no idea. Okay, I'm gonna have to check this out. Oh, you have no idea. <laughs> okay. Damn. And, dude. and he's like, and his co-coach, awesome, right. awesome fucking guy. You're gonna, be, you're, you're gonna love him. I know that. Oh, I love British. It's, it's a lot of British humor. Yeah, but like, there's a couple of the. So the two coaches are American. Okay. Because like he comes with like like a, a like a coach like assistant coach sure yeah yeah right like and then everybody else British okay I I think I might like this because oh. it's a mix of like American and British humor yeah and it's not like it doesn't like focus heavy on the sport like how you think it would like it's not like a sports show it's a it sports is obviously a part of it because of he's the coach of a sports team and you see it the matches sometimes like yep. glimpses. But like, there's don't be surprised if you go in there like, oh right, yeah, to this match, and then the next scene they've lost the match or they've won the match or something. <laughs> okay. Like it, like it, it doesn't focus on it. Good, good. I 
probably it focuses on it that. where it's important. Otherwise, it doesn't. It's about the characters. Yes, hundred percent. Perfect. hundred percent. Interesting. Yes, this is uh, this is obviously from Apple TV. So it's yeah. just, just interesting I'm to see. This, this is a really critically acclaimed show, and and it obviously from it. watchers as well. So that's that's yeah. It's two seasons too right now. So oh okay. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay, yeah, I can't wait to get that one started. I just got, I have some really trash reality TV to get caught up on first. But oh, then I've, I'll, I'll uh, yeah, it. I've been there too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've been doing a lot of that. <laughs> a lot of that. Yeah, that's uh, you know, 90 Day Fiance? No, up? no, more like the like Love on the Spectrum and like oh. all of like the um, the Circle. And, okay. And uh, what's the one where they're all on the show and they're supposed not to have sex? So that's uh, too hot to handle. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolute trash. Tell it's like literally the bottom it's of TV. Garbage. It is so bad. Absolute I garbage. So. I hate it. I get really high. I, I hate and that. It's I love awesome. it. Do you know what my problem is? I don't find any of them attractive. So that's so that's yeah. fine. I, I don't I don't find many of them yeah. attractive either, but they're fucking funny. Like these yeah. people are like they're they, so they're... horny for one another, and they can't touch each other. Like it's so great. It's so brutal. Like I, I don't get it's it. It's so stupid. I don't, don't don't bother. Like they'll send I two don't... of them into a room one night, and they'll be like they're not supposed to touch each other. And then they come out the next day, and they're obviously smirking. And everybody's and like, like, "Oh, you guys just lost us twenty thousand dollars." Yeah, yeah. And then and then what's her name? The the computer lady comes on. Lana. Siri. Lana. Yeah, yeah. Lana comes on. She's like, "Those two Gave each other a hand job. You've lost twenty thousand dollars. Or, or list like twenty things that they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best. <laughs> it's a stupid show. Don't watch it. It's, it's so great. It's stupidly addicting. Do oh, not watch dude. it. <laughs> oh, dude. And the challenges they do are so stupid, dude. Oh, oh god. my god. Anyway, I'm ashamed. I am if, actually uh, ashamed if, that I watched it. You know what? I'm not anymore. I was at first, oh, but I, I don't am. really give a shit. Um, so that Bachelorette kicked back on for me. So I was just watching some sweet, sweet Bachelorette last night, and oh, holy man. shit, what a crew of studs this new Bachelorette My has gotten! God. Yeah, man, what a crew of studs! <laughs> you wouldn't believe some of these guys. You know, it's just your wife going, "God, I wish you were." Oh, dude, absolutely, yeah. These guys are freaking fine, and like they, they actually, they actually get guys who are a lot of times like entrepreneurs or already like independently wealthy, like men who have been successful. You know, along with like some pro athletes and stuff. So they they really upped the game on the Bachelor. I don't really think these guys need help. That's the bullshit of all. Of this. No, no, no. The, the point. When you're rich, attractive, and already successful, you don't need help finding. The point a woman. is to get eliminated from the Bachelor at as a guy to get eliminated. Then you end up on Bachelor in Paradise, and if you do well there, you might just be the next Bachelor. Yeah. Oh my god, that is way more complicated think about than just it. fucking like it's a think network. About it. Oh, it's a network. They're, they're always trying to stay within like the the whole thing, because right? Because that's so. how you. Because like if you cultivate enough fans on the first time you do it, then they want to see you return for the other. Shows. Is that seriously how that works? Like you'll yeah, get one oh, yeah. and move from one to one to one. Oh yeah, yeah. 100%. Oh yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah, so people will follow them to to and watch like, their favorite people that. And like on They're Bachelor like, in Paradise this year, which is like kind of a joke one they do in the summers. So where they go God, to this resort in Mexico. So it's so great. It's so great. So they do, they do this one. Anyway, this year they had an ex-Bachelorette show up there as one of the available women, right? And so all the guys are like, oh, she's a Bachelorette. I got to get her. You know what I mean? So they're all trying to, you know, jockey themselves into oh you know, getting her attention or whatever. And then like, it's just so over the top, man. Bachelor in Paradise is probably the best show out of all See, those. it's funny that you're watching these stories that are all about these people, you know, interacting with each other. Yeah, yeah. And, and sociability. Yeah, yeah. Where well, they're, they're not, watch- sorry, sorry. They're they're not. There's no social ability. Like they're not. They they can't do it. <laughs> like no, they're bad but they're at it. They're talking to each other. Yeah. and their sociability. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I watch shows like Alone, where it's specifically like, you need to go out in a forest alone for sixty days. I watched Alone. It's Inside. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see the. 
final episode, though. I think we were camping when I've we aired the final. Yeah, well, we have two. Yeah, it's a great show. Yeah. It's a great show. So I, I love that one because it's almost like it's cool seeing the survival stuff and they all do different shit. Yeah. But like, it's interesting just to watch, like, from a psychological standpoint, like, what the fuck is going to happen with these people? It's not always good. Uh, since we're in POW, actually, I was going to mention, I, uh, I don't know if you've played it yet. Have you played For the King? No. For the King? Yeah. No. You'd like it. I think it's on the Switch. You should take a look at it. You should get it on PC. We should play it sometime. When you get a PC, Alex, you should start playing with us. Okay. Oh, you mean you mean um, when I get a, a, so a Steam Deck? We'll need to get one more person, so like a Nick would be fine. But the idea is that everyone plays a character in the party, and you're like a like blacksmith or herbalist or whatever the fuck. Okay. And you move around on a on a hex map, but whenever somebody encounters an enemy, they'll jump out two hexes, and as long as the party members are within the whatever space, you all get pulled in. It's like a Final Fantasy style turn based combat. Oh, interesting. But, like, you level up and stuff as a team. Or you can, like, go your own ways and kind of, like, fuck with each other a yeah, little yeah. bit. So, it's, like, you can have a little fun with it. Um, but, yeah, like, Shit, the idea man. is, like, you... I'll, grab, I'll grab it on Steam. It's only, like, seven bucks. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Yeah, it's fantastic. That's interesting. Yeah, so it's just, it's just fun because, like, they've got, like, these campaigns. The maps are always procedurally generated, but, like, with everything within parameters. Yep. And then they have uh, modes. The, one of the modes, though, in it that they've added recently is you're just doing combat after combat after combat oh like a gauntlet it's a gauntlet and it counts how many times you fight right and but the thing is like every once in a while you'll run into like a shop so like everyone okay like you know rest buy this trade this to this person so that they have stuff Ah, interesting and stuff like that and you can trade in between fights and stuff too Ah, that sounds interesting it it's it's fun it's just it's a fun game and you unlock stuff so every time you unlock more things they get added to your world but if everybody has on different stuff unlocked it all gets added in oh very cool yeah so it's very very entertaining that does sound interesting yeah Awesome. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, I got to check that out. So I can't wait to get a Steam Deck, by the way. That's going to be great. I can't wait to actually do oh, some. Oh, yeah. No, I just saw they've started going through the library like comprehensively to making determination of like what's going to play well on the Steam Deck and what's not. Mm-hmm. So they just started doing that. No, so. Did they say whether Steam Deck can connect to your TV? Whether it has like, a dock? Uh, I mean, I'm sure it will be there able to. Were, there is a thing on it. I'm pretty sure there is. Yeah. yeah. If, if that does allow, I might actually pick one up. So I'm, yeah, I, I I'm just picking it up because I have so many fucking handheld games that I can play on. Yeah, it. yeah. I have so many. I don't, I don't play any games on the go. So. I play yeah. all the games on the yeah. go. That's I'm all I either play the anymore. one driving the car or riding my motorcycle. Camping. Yeah. Now I'm usually with my family. Yeah. You have a motorcycle? Yeah. The fuck? That's a reason. What? That's a reason. Thing. Oh, jeez. Yeah, you gotta show me. I don't okay. idea. Yeah. Jeez. That's badass. <laughs> so I want you to take me for a ride. No. <laughs> that is like way it. too not cool. <laughs> Nobody's going to judge. Nobody's going to judge. I will judge. Yeah. Fun. Just to make him feel weird about it. I actually oh, don't care. You get matching helmets, pull up to his place. So he'll love, <laughs> it. He'll the love ones, it. Get the ones with the cat ears. Yeah, <laughs> I want one that's like uh, Mario Tanuki themed with the ears yeah. and tail on it. That's what I want, no. dude. That'd be sick. Yeah. That'd be that's sick. Gross. Yeah, man. <laughs> that's gross. <laughs> oh shit, we're not going to do that. All right, cool. Well, uh, I don't know. I, I really got nothing else for this episode, so I've been absolutely useless lately. I, I will. I will leave you with a, a story though. I've been playing a game, and the game is called uh, Real Life freezing my fucking ass off at camping. So basically, this is how it's gone for the last couple of years. So my daughter's birthday falls around Halloween, born a week before. So there's Halloween camping going on at Pinery Provincial Park up on Lake Huron, right? Yes. So we like camping and, you know, we do a lot of summer camping up there, which is, you know, it's it's glamping. We sleep in a tent and everything, but like there's showers nearby and stuff and, and, you know, it's in town. It's it's really nice. It's just really nice. Anyway. (laughs) It's comfort camping. 
Comfort camping. So now, last year, in the year 2020, we went up there to do Halloween camping, but we actually ended up getting, like, a motel room, right? So, like, just a, one of the motor inns up there anyway. We've stayed oh. there before. It's nice. So, anyway, we stayed there. Weirdly, on the night of, and this is, like, the last big weekend for camping the Pinery does at all for the year. Like, yeah. they, they shut shit down after this, right? Every why, year. Right? So, why? Because the bears come out? Why? No. Not a word, let's go on with this Interesting. Story. I want to know why. But that's weird. Okay, yeah. he's giving me a really weird look. <laughs> anyway, so what happened that night last year is at about 2 a.m., for whatever reason, the city, like, the power got shut off. Like, for the whole city. Okay. Like, the park, the city, this motel, everything was shut off for, like, five hours. And it came back on at, like, 7 a.m. So, like, we were in the motel rooms. So it got a little bit cold, but it wasn't too bad. I think when we woke up, it was maybe, like, you know, 50 or 55 degrees in there. You know, stuff hadn't really frozen up yet or anything. Yeah, it's pretty it was pretty cold. It was, it was still pretty cold, though, right? Anyway, whatever. We were fine. So, this year, uh, we go camping. And then didn't find out until I got up there. And I saw it posted, like, on the bathroom door there. So, they're planning yet another power outage in 2021 for the night of the Halloween camping again. <laughs> I'm just like, Fucking A! Like, how is this happening? You can't plan it for the following fucking week when no one's camping? Anyway, so we had a space heater the first night, right? And I kept the tent, like, right around 60 degrees. It wasn't too bad. You know, we slept throughout the night pretty good. Uh, except there was some real, there were some people partying pretty hard nearby, man. They were really giving us. They kept us up for a while. But uh, but the second night then, so they were going to shut off the power at, like, 5 a.m. this year. So it's 5 to 10 a.m., basically. So I ended up waking up myself at, like, 4 a.m., you know what I mean? And I'd only been asleep for, like, four hours at this point, right? Because it was a pretty late night, you know, having fun and, sure, you know, yeah. being kept awake by partiers. And then, so I woke up at 4, and then we decided, because we were sleeping in a tent, so we put, we put my daughter, Nora, she just turned 3, we put her in the bed with us, and, uh, you know, with tons of blankets on and stuff. So we were pretty, you know, pretty bundled up or whatever. Okay. So they end up shutting off the power, and uh, and it got so fucking cold so fast. <laughs> I I was I kept looking at Nora. I'm like, how is she sleeping? But she was out, man. She was just freaking out. Like, and I and I touched her cheeks and her nose, and she was warm. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So uh, and I touched my cheeks and my nose. I'm fucking freezing, man. I'm just I'm so cold. And uh, and so yeah, then then like uh, 8 a.m. rolled around. You know, she came to Amanda came to, and I'm like, you know what? So whenever you guys get up, I'm gonna just start packing up. So I didn't. I get to take a shower because the showers there are controlled by like a like an electric like tap thing that you gotta tap to make it turn oh, on. So I didn't no. have a shower that morning. So I just like suited up, got real fucking filthy because it rained all night long, just trying to pack everything up in the freezing freaking cold. <laughs> and uh, and I helped pack up the family site too. So it was just, dude. Honestly. Like, shout out to the Pinery for always having us, like, a, a good, it's always a good time there. Always have a great time. Anti-shout out to the city of Grand Bend. What the fuck? Why does this happen every goddamn year on the you same night? are adorable, because I go to my brother's land. Nowadays. Yeah. I don't go to a Pinery like that. Yeah. I get no electrical power, and I still stay warmer. So, I was fucking freezing, dude. But my question is, why do they have to keep doing this on the same night every year? Because fuck the pinery. It's stupid. They know it's the final night of camping for this campground. Like, just don't do it at all until, like, the following weekend or something. Or the week prior. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy to me. So we're doing it during a time in, like, you know, late September when it's nice enough at night. It's nice enough at day. And nobody needs any kind of energy consumption whatsoever. So anyway, that's my rant. That's my that's my real life game I've been playing. <laughs> that so. was quite some anger. Yeah, man. Yeah. Anyway, I hope they hear it. I'm going to hashtag him. Are we seriously <laughs> going to leave this episode off with anger? Yes, with uh, rage! I don't know, man. I think it's just because, you know, they got one time a year where they got to cycle the power of the facility under the campsite. Yeah. Under the campsite? What's under the campsite? Yeah. 
Holding facility. A what? For shit. Holding. <laughs> you say a twilight facility? No, holding. Holding facility. Oh, oh holding facility? Yeah. For what? Stuff. Skinwalkers? Probably. Oh my god. <laughs> now I'm scared. Well, <laughs> I haven't seen a skinwalker there that I know of. Just don't be afraid. And as long as the power comes on when it's supposed to come on, you're probably fine. See, I figured it was for treants because that's why they call it the pinery. Well, not anymore. They're only treatment. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Yeah, you've yet to see anything paranormal there, unfortunately. So, but in my life, this is something I hope for. I hope every 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 goddamn time I'm driving back from some remote market somewhere across Ontario, I hope that somewhere along the side of some dusty highway somewhere, somewhere along the 401, maybe maybe I catch a glimpse, just a glimpse yeah. of something rushing back into the woods. I don't want anything like that because I know that either a I'll be treated as the nerd that gets killed off because I know nerd stuff. Yeah. Or because I'm the big guy, so they assume I'm the big defensive guy, and they'll kill me off to show how badass the, the bad guy is. Yeah, yeah. Or because I can be kind of an asshole, I'm the asshole that you root for, for to die. So I really tick three <laughs> boxes that are just going to fucking die. All yeah. I need to be now is black, and I'm yeah, yeah, fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I'm the guy that gets the hero because I look like a smart guy. I'm the guy that gets the actual hero like all the way up until the end. And then I die in some like awful sacrifice. Yeah, you're so. nice enough that you're yeah. the guy that they build up so that you die and people care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, that really I really like that guy. Oh, the but Joker. I want the main guy to live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the Joker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or the Jester, that's what it is. The, the Jester, Jester, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that'd be me. So that, that's, on, be... that's on Netflix too now, by the way. Yeah, I yeah. saw that, Cabin yeah. in the Woods. Yeah. yeah. Great series. Oh, nice. Yeah, it is a great series. Yeah. Yeah. Great series movie. What, why are we saying that? It should know. be a series. It should be. It should be, be yeah. 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 It should be like a um, like a control slash SCP. <laughs> I love you putting the money on the merman. Constantly <laughs> yeah. putting the money on the merman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then he gets eaten by the merman. Oh, oh so great, good. Dude. Great. So how good. We, how do we not have a containment like show yet in any form? Like any kind of like supernatural containment show. That would be perfect for it. Just like a couple orderlies working in this like underground layer, this Where underground like, base full of these things. Or yeah, but or have some characters like somebody just gets newly promoted to like their outbound team from inside kind of thing. So oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. But yeah. Do the first season even just in one of the facilities and then have it branch out from there. Yeah, the story could be like your special forces or something in the army and then you get drafted into this thing, into the private sector, right? Uh, or maybe it's government run. Who knows? So and then, yeah, that's that's the first couple calls they send you out to like, you know, take care of a situation out in the woods or whatever, right? So you only get glimpses of what's going on out there in the first couple episodes and then they really ratchet it up later in the series. But dude, there's so many directions they could go. Yeah. So so much they could do with something like that. Yeah, man. Well, you guys have a great spooky weekend. Yeah, man, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. So happy Halloween weekend, October Ween. Oh, and I'm playing uh, Hollow Knight. Huh? Oh, you're gonna play yeah, Hollow Knight on Halloween. Whoa, Ooh, it's a little bit scary, not really. So it's about bugs, stabbing <laughs> things with a nail. Oh yeah, <laughs> cool. Well, that'll be it for this episode of Road Geek Fisher Podcast. This is episode one forty nine. This is Alex Austin signing off from a spooky episode. This is Skeleton Plebeian Adam <laughs> and Rob. Thanks for listening. That was the scariest one. All right, talk to you later.